Jeannie Flavelle's Hot Commodity Podcast Series. Empowering clients with commercial intelligence, supply chain expertise, and risk management solutions. Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Mike Coughlin, President and CEO of McKinney Flavelle, and today is Guess What? September 1st, 2023, and welcome to our Hot Commodity Podcast Series. I'm joined today by Craig Ruffalo, Vice President of McKinney Flavelle. Hello, Craig. Hey, what's going on, everybody? How are we doing? Uh, doing great. Happy Friday, and it's Labor Day weekend. So, oh, my gosh. Uh, so uh, either wrapping things up, driving home, driving to their campsite, whatever they're doing this weekend, but hope everybody has a good Labor Day weekend. And Yeah, start a college football. Start a college football. So yeah, I'm going to be rooting for my uh, Washington State Cougars in the Pac-3 or whatever it is, Pac-1. You know, that's the only way we can win is get rid of the good teams. Uh, but <laughs> hey, good strategy. It's Mike. a great good strategy. strategy. Those, um, and those Wazoo graduates. I mean, come on. I know exactly. But uh, everybody celebrate Labor Day. You know, it's been a, a, a tradition since the late 19th century, right, Craig? Where people have celebrated. Guess what? A little fun fact about Labor Day. What is the first state to publicly recognize Labor Day before Ooh. it was a federal holiday? Wow. Close to Washington. That's your hint. I was going to say Oregon. It is. No. That's true. Congratulations. That's a true fun fact right there. That is really a fun fact. They are the first state to come out and say, yes, we will publicly celebrate this Labor Day weekend. So there you go. Fun fact. Traditional Oregon's. You want to see this transition, Craig? Speaking of labor. Oh, good one. Good <laughs> yeah, one, yeah, Michael. You I mean, off, you're getting better. Know, you're getting better. Coming off the ASA. Uh, you had met with a lot of the farming community and uh, in in the sugar and beet world, and now they're out there harvesting. So I thought today right. we would give everybody an update on the harvest. And then uh, another important area that we've been talking about in sugar is delivery. Yeah, so for I sure. thought you'd talk a little bit about that. So um, what do you think? Does that sound like a good uh, thing to talk about today? I think that's a good plan. Excellent. So take it away. All right. Well, let's start with uh, the fact that we had a near miss with our most recent hurricane event. Uh, between, it went right between the cane growing areas of Florida and Louisiana. So we, we knock on wood and think that the hurricane's path did not uh, damage or have any influence on the uh, state of affairs when it comes to the cane industry. Florida was crop is looking pretty darn good right ahead of uh, harvest here. Louisiana crop was looking really kind of dry. So right ahead of harvest, there was a hope to get a little bit of rain. Um, the good news is it didn't get flooded with yeah. a whole lot of rain. So maybe this remnants of it, if they peaked over into Louisiana, might help us mm -hmm. a little bit. But right now, Mike, the USDA hasn't probably reflected yet the true damage or reduction of the Louisiana cane crop. There could be another 50 to 100,000 ton reduction okay. in production out of Louisiana. So I, I think that might be the number one reason right now that we saw a little bit of the move to the upside on the number 16 right, market right. on some of the nearby positions jumping over 40 cents and then into 41 cents a pound for raw sugar uh, as, a, as a concern of what's going on in Texas and Louisiana's crops. Uh, and, you know, a little bit of the, the dryness wasn't just felt and isn't just felt in Louisiana. There's a little bit of that going on in the upper Red River Valley where American Crystal happens to have a lot of its beach grown. And from what I'm understanding, the pre-piling has gone uh, pretty well because there hasn't been any rain. And they're starting to get 
pretty much ready to start full harvest here. I would say probably by Monday, Tuesday of next week, right after the holiday, uh, they'll be jumping in their tractors and it'll be going 24-7. There are a few other co-ops that I understand are starting that as well. Amalgamated, I understand, is starting to, down that pathway and they're looking good. Western Sugar, they have a wide swath of growing areas. So I would say probably their Western areas are probably uh, growing areas, that is, probably starting in their or Eastern Northern are probably waiting another week. Michigan, I'm unsure about yet. I haven't heard back from their, their group yet where they are, but Generally speaking, Mike, we're right here at harvest, uh, and it's time for the uh, processing plants to start cranking uh, sugar out of them. So we'll start to watch how well the beets come in on tons. They might be a little light on tons because of the fact they were a little dry in certain areas, but that sugar content may actually be a little higher than what they are anticipating, and hence why they want to get in the field Mm. and get them out now. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's a really important time. And I'll just do a quick plug of our IQ platform and our yes. commodity insights uh, section where the analysts post weekly on the progress. And that's a, there's a great little sugar tab there where uh, everyone is posting their thoughts on what they're seeing with the progress. So just a little plug there. Yeah, I, I think it's uh, the timing of the year for, for news and uh, good kind of checkpoints uh on progress is is now so yeah. it's time to start looking uh weekly on the the uh, iq platform for yeah. for events because it's not just sugar we've got the grains that are coming in it's it's a real uh, high period for reporting on crops so it's yeah. time to start jumping into that iq platform yes so mike another part of the sugar business that we uh, mentioned at the beginning of the podcast that we we're watching very closely uh, beyond just the production side is the other part of the yes and d the demand side deliveries you know the usda publishes monthly some reporting on on deliveries of food use uh, which is for our category here uh, of interest for our client base and unfortunately uh, there's been some validation of some things that uh, customer base might have already clued us into for yeah. year to date which is the deliveries are not strong Uh, Through the first nine months of the crop year, which started last October 1, uh, deliveries are only up basically at one point of 1%, so one-tenth of 1%, i.e. flat year over year. There's really no growth in in our deliveries. The beet sugar industry, you know, there was some tightness uh, with with one of the co-ops claiming force majeure towards the beginning of this crop. But generally speaking, the deliveries of uh, bulk granulated sugar year to date are down 7% for beet sugar. Uh, It's partially offset by the cane refining industry. They've had some growth in their uh, deliveries and on their bulk side, it's up 2%. So year to date through June, deliveries for bulk granulated sugar are down 4% versus a year prior uh, for the same nine months. Categories of use that are somewhat having a struggle. And these are, again, USDA categories. So you have to understand that when somebody sells a company, they have to put them in a bucket of use category. And and one area that might have a little bit of a dynamic to it is the baking and cereal category, Mm -hmm. because they're also the manufacturers of, say, like granola bars, which is actually on a growth cycle for demand. But in total, bakery cereal uh, is down 4% year to date on taking of sugar uh, in the first nine months of the crop year, uh, ice cream and dairy, the beet sugar industry has suffered to, I think the cane refiners have picked up. So those traditional and maybe some of the non-traditional cane refiners that do a lot of liquid have really picked up a lot of business uh, this 
first nine months because the cane refiners that are reporting are up 8% in the dairy ice cream category. So what we're saying is deliveries in total aren't very strong uh, as a year over year, but certain market categories and certain companies maybe not being reflected in that. So again, baking and cereal is not doing very well overall. Ice cream and dairy is really being uh, the beet sugar industry seeing a reduction, but overall is doing pretty healthy. So what I mean by the conclusion here is that generally speaking, things are soft for uh, deliveries and the long positions are with companies that had beet sugar contracts, uh, whereas the cane refiners have been pretty healthy. And and, uh, I would say liquid sugar has been a big bump this year uh, versus the last year prior. Sure. And, you know, we've talked about like regular or standard or industry standard of growth in sugar demand is about 1% for population yeah. growth. But you're suggesting some of the previous years where we've had a little bit higher than that is is definitely soft. Yeah. So last year at this time, deliveries are up about two, two and a half percent year over year. And that's an inflated uh, growth that's not a sustainable growth in the sugar business. So we were going to probably see some retraction um, on the organic growth year over year, but I think we're seeing a little bit more than what was anticipated in particular, I would say from the beet sugar industry's uh, perspective. Yeah. And and do you have any thoughts on, on drivers on that? I mean, I think we talked about some companies uh, stocking inventories and maybe that's softening. Uh, Do you have any uh, of your uh, reasons for that? Yeah, you know, I think price point too. Uh, with inflation, uh, I think people are finding when they go to the grocery store, certain categories they're going to be backing away from because they may not, instead of buying two or three boxes of cereal, they're buying one, or there might be just what consumer is looking at as far as what they're putting in their uh, grocery cart when they go. But I, I also believe that with the force majeure that was claimed by one beet sugar entity uh, at the beginning of the crop year, you know, they can't come back and start reselling even if they have sugar is what I understand. So perhaps some of the downturn in in the deliveries for beet sugar has to do with the fact that the supplies are a little tighter uh, than a year ago. Um, Not that we were massively different, but just it could be on a specific use category that that particular company had a, a, a bigger book. And this year they have a little less to sell into that uh, particular category of use. So, you know, that could be an impact of the downside right, too. Right. Okay, great. Anything else on uh, either the harvest or deliveries we want to talk about before people go enjoy their weekend? No, I think we ought to let people go. I think they ought to enjoy their Labor Day. Absolutely. They should go out and try to do some barbecuing if they can. Yes. Use a little bit of this sugar that on the barbecue <laughs> sauce. Come yeah. on, we can do that. Yeah, let's let's load up on the barbecue sauce this weekend. And maybe that one event alone will uh, bring up deliveries for the next time we talk. Yeah, so there you go. let's hope so. As I always like to say, live with an attitude of gratitude. Enjoy every minute moment with your friends and family. Until our next podcast, take care, everybody. Take care, guys. That concludes this podcast episode. For expanded commentary and more detailed information, log on to McKinney Favelle's IQ Ingredient Intelligence platform and listen to our Market Insights podcast. If you're not a subscriber, visit bikini-favelle.com for more information. And as always, follow us on YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter.